What is up, everybody? Coach Megan here, and I'm excited for this episode of the podcast this week. This week, we're going to be talking about how to instantly feel powerful when you feel less than. And this is a topic that God has brought me through an incredible season um, the past couple years, really, and how to become more powerful, how to be direct, um, yet loving and speak the truth and love with yourself as well as others in your communication through times of challenge, times of leadership, times of change, and uh, especially when you're pursuing big goals like pageantry business um, and otherwise school, things like that. So today I'm really excited to dive into one of my favorite topics with you guys. And with that, we'll get right into this week's episode. Okay. Wow. I love that music so much. Literally, it'll it'll never get old. That's why I picked it when we started this podcast season two. Okay. So today we're going to be talking about how to instantly feel more powerful when you feel less than. Um, I know this sounds like kind of a a weird topic. You're like, how the heck does this relate to pageantry? But in 2022, I almost said 2023. Gosh, a little ahead of myself, ladies. Um, But 2022, I'm so excited that we are going to, I I teased this on my um, Instagram the other day, I'm so incredibly excited that we are going to add some more entrepreneurial offerings to what we do at Powerhouse Pageantry. So I've had a burden on my heart for a very long time to help women um, make money in pageants and not just, um, you know, do pageants. And uh, for, I could talk about it all day. I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but again, come January, February of 2022 next year. I'm super excited um, because when girls work with us, they become more entrepreneurially minded and they also see what's possible. And so I want to not only help women align their gifts as leaders and high achievers, but also compensate them for it because duh, I want you all to be able to work with us as long as you want to and continue to climb the ladder of identity and purpose and things like that. Um, and obviously be in our little powerhouse family forever, but also, um, achieve your pageant stuff. So anyways, I could talk about it all day, but get excited because I'm very excited. Okay. So today, um, feeling powerful, it might sound like a little bit of a heady term. Um, but when I say how to feel more powerful, I want to first kind of break this down for you. So feeling more powerful does not mean always being in control because sometimes you're just going to be out of control and not just feel out of control, but like legitimately be out of control. And let me tell you as an Enneagram eight, not my favorite place to rock and roll. Definitely love living in the stream of control. Can I get an amen sister? Um, but you can feel more powerful. You can feel powerful. There are things that you can do steps that you can take thoughts that you can think to feel more powerful, even when the situation is bleak. And even when you're looking at a situation, you're like, yo, I wish I could trade lives with someone because this kind of sucks. So I really want to empower you guys in that today um, because Lord knows when we are competing in a pageant or when you're on an entrepreneurial journey or when you're in a serious relationship or you get an F on a test, these things are real life things that you're just like, am I a piece of crap? Because it kind of feels like it. And I really want to help create these tangible, practical things you guys can do to check yourself and feel more powerful. So when I say more powerful, I I do mean creating the essence of what it feels like to be in control, even when you're not in control. But really what it is, is it's choosing to stand on the things that you know to be true and the things that are true um, and the things that you can count on, 
even when you feel like you can't count on yourself. And so I think that's a really important thing to learn. And if y'all can learn it at, you know, <laughs> earlier than I can, or even if you're just, even if you're older than me, more experienced, I should say, than me, then today's the day. Today's the day that you learn and that you get free from feeling powerless. Because we make really bad decisions when we feel powerless. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit too. Um, and so I want you to do the things that you can do to feel more powerful so that you can make decisions from a place of feeling powerful and feeling in control, um, even when the world happens, because it's going to happen. So, okay, we got four tips for you guys today and uh, really, really excited to be with you. Super grateful. Okay. So um, number one, the, the first thing that I love to do when I need to feel powerful is I need to slow down. So the the first the reason why it's the first thing is because when thoughts, there's a time to think quickly, there's a time to think fast, and there's a time to think slow. And the, the power of fast thinking is when you need that adrenaline rush to carry you, to do, to take action, there's a reason that fight or flight can be a good thing to fuel you um, in the moments where you have to make a decision, right? But there's also a beautiful time for um, slowing down those thoughts and being able to think slowly. And when we think slowly, we are able to think critically. When we think quickly, uh, a lot of times you're going to be engaging your amygdala more and you're engaging your emotions a lot more. And how many of y'all know that when you feel powerless, a lot of times it feels like your amygdala, like your emotional realm is just going crazy. It's wreaking havoc on you. We're going to talk about that a little bit later of how it informs your self-identity and can really bring you down. And so there's a couple ways that we can slow down our thoughts. First, it's just knowing that you even can slow down your thoughts. Number two, grabbing a blank sheet of paper and just starting to write out the thoughts that are racing in your mind, trying to unravel that ball of yarn like we talk about a lot. Um, another thing that you can do is calling a friend and a, a trusted friend, which we're going to chat about in a little bit as well. But just knowing um, that you can choose to meditate, you could turn on a meditation, you can um, do something that engages a pattern disrupt, you can listen to a, you know, a sermon or a podcast like you guys are right now. And you can also go for a walk. Doing simple things to burn off cortisol can also help to slow down that mental track. Um, the thing is, is you, you definitely want to do something that will disrupt the current pattern of the hamster on a wheel, the speed racer doing NASCAR laps inside of your brain. Um, deep breathing is also a really great thing that you can do for this. So those are some really great tips. So number one is going to be slow down, which brings us to number two. So once you kind of slow down and you're able to look at your mind, live outside of your mind as a third person and, um, or third, third party, I suppose, objective and look at what the heck is going on, you naturally engage more of the frontal lobe, which enables you to critically think about what you're looking at and test and ask yourself this very important question. Um, are these voices true and where are they coming from? And that's why number two is check your foundation. So checking your checking your foundation, what I mean by this is asking yourself where where are these thoughts coming from and where do I derive my truth from? And are these thoughts coming from that source or a different source? Okay, so I'm going to say that again. We have to determine where does your worth come from? And is that the voice that is talking right now? And if it's not, then you need to determine who do you think it is coming from? And if it is not from where you derive your truth, then you have the responsibility as well as the ability to decide to throw that in the trash. You can press delete on those thoughts. You do not have to allow them to keep racing and you can make that decision, which a lot of people don't know that they have 
that power. So there you go, sister friend. You can take that power back by saying, delete, I don't want to think that thought anymore. That's that's lying to me. And that's not where I derive my truth from. And that's not what somebody who loves themselves would say. So I'm going to choose to delete that thought and repeat it and replace it, replace and repeat with something else. I am loved. I am cherished. I do have inherent value. And that brings us to number three. What is your inner voice telling you? What is your inner voice telling you? And how are you communicating with self? Have you ever asked yourself the question, how is my inner voice doing? How am I doing? What, what do I say to myself? And does myself like me right now? Why does myself not like me? What is one thing that I can do to get myself to like me more? Can I go for a walk? What is one, actually better question, what is one positive thing I can do to get myself a little bit closer to liking me? Because remember, the questions you ask for, your brain will solve. There's not a bias of like, oh my gosh, my brain just asks negative questions. You might have a habit, but you can change that habit. And it's so, so asking a more intelligent question will, will inherently change your inner self-belief. It's one of the best tricks in the world for self-confidence. So again, we've slowed down our mind and managed our mind. We started to look at that mind. We've asked ourselves, who's the voice talking? Where's that coming from? Is it in alignment with my foundational beliefs? And what I, what I choose to believe about myself, what I'd like to believe about myself. And then number three, we check our inner voice. So just communicating with yourself for a second and being like, yo, am I being really mean to me? Would I say those things to somebody else? Like it's so practical, right? Would I yell at somebody like I'm yelling at me? No, that'd make them feel awful. And what I love about that is it destigmatizes like, oh, well, I just feel awful all the time. No, like if you punch something repeatedly, it's going to have bruises, so if you're punching yourself internally, like, yeah, you're, you're going to feel like crap and that's why you feel like crap. It's not because you are crap or you have the inability to not feel like crap. No, you've just been punching yourself over and over and over, right? So it makes sense. And now we're able to engage, again, frontal lobe activity. Oh, when I really think about this, this totally makes sense why I feel like crap because this is what I've been telling myself all day rather than like I'm broken and amygdala puts you into victim mentality, right? Which is just totally not the case. So that brings us to number four. I like there's actually five because I thought of the first one and it bumped my order out of order. Sorry. So number four, um, how's your communication with others? I guess this kind of relates together so I could lump these two into one. But how's your communication with others? So we've kind of worked on our foundation. We have started the process of re-engaging how we talk to ourselves and now it's how am I communicating with others? So this is a huge thing that I just really want to make space for right now. But do you have people in your life that you can communicate your hurt with safely? I really want you to think about that. Do you have people in your life that you can communicate your hurt with safely? Saying I am hurt, this hurt me, is super powerful. It's also super vulnerable. And especially if you weren't raised in a home environment that was safe to share your feelings, or a home environment that just didn't share their feelings, or if you're a dude, it can be very, very difficult to start this process. And if anyone's ever betrayed you because you shared your emotions or told you that sharing emotions was bad or just get over it, this can be a really difficult thing. But I encourage you to find at least one person, even if it's a therapist that you pay. Um, I've, I've been there before and it's the best decision I ever made. Um, finding somebody that you can say, I'm, I'm hurting, I'm hurting when, when this happened, it really hurt me. And that gives you the pathway to restore 
and rejuvenate and replenish the things that were broken because of that hurt. And it's really beautiful. So figuring out who your people need to be in your life that you can communicate things to can be life-changing. And you deserve that. You deserve to have space for those emotions. And then that powerful, amazing person who's another powerful person can help restore you to feeling powerful again. And they can make space for you to say, okay, I love you. Thank you so much for sharing with that. Or, oh my gosh, I love you. I'm so sorry that that hurt you and that that made you feel hurt. How can I restore this relationship? How can I restore your trust? I promise to you that I'll never do it again. I had no idea that that hurt your feelings, right? Um, and the, and the more that you have a safe space to do that, you have to do your part. Obviously you can't just run around being hurt by everything, but I think part of creating a safe space enables people to like even want to get better, which is really beautiful. And that brings us to the last one. Um, once you've done that, then you can work to restore intimacy, which is so beautiful. Intimacy I've said before means into me see it's very vulnerable. And sometimes we share intimacy with the wrong person. And so what that does, whether it's physically the wrong person, emotionally the wrong person, mentally, um, you know, manipulation, relational warfare, stuff like that, spiritual. um, Sometimes we're just, you know, we're mistreated and we open ourselves up into us and we let people into into me see, um, into us to see parts of ourselves that they didn't earn yet. And when we do that and then they don't follow through, it feels really yucky. And that's because we just opened our heart to a line of fire And they didn't, we didn't make them work, work for the ability to earn their trust or earn our trust. Right. And I'm not saying that you should just go around building a bunch of friendships and never share anything, but I'm talking the deepest, deepest, deepest parts of your hurt and finding those people that you're really going to have a space to process things with. Don't give all of the, the cookies in the jar away. Okay. Because then when people break them in half or drop them on the floor or accidentally step on them, you're going to be really hurt. And, you know, maybe they don't have the emotional intelligence or perceived closeness to you that you did to them. And that's where we get a lot of relational hurt that sometimes feels like it can never be mended again, right? So before you get intimate with someone, spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially, business, anything, make sure that you know the investment is mutual, okay? Otherwise, it's going to, you're making way more work for yourself than you need to. But again, how you can be more powerful is that you have the ability to share or not share. And you don't have to share with anybody that is not going to reciprocate in making you feel safe, which you deserve. Um, And what happens is when we engage in intimacy before it's time, is then we, it produces hurt. And hurt people make decisions that protect their feelings, not their future. I'm going to say that again. Hurt people make decisions that protect their feelings and not their future. You might want to pause, write that on Instagram real quick and tag us. <laughs> that I remember the first time I heard that, it really, really ministered to me. And I was like, hmm, been there, done that. I have been that person. And y'all have heard me say a lot. This is from Real, from Real Talk Kim. Don't bleed on people who didn't cut you. And when you're hurt, how many of y'all know the first thing you do is you pick up the phone and you're just, and you're just bleeding on a bunch of people, right? However, if you have intimacy with that person, they have the ability to listen, hold space, make you feel safe, and hold you accountable to growing and becoming the best version of you, owning whatever part you need to own if there is a part, and um, and then helping you move forward, right, out of that hurt rather than staying there. So those are the five things. Number one, 
slow down your thoughts. Number two, check your foundation. Number three, um, test your inner voice. Number four, check your communication with others. And number five, restore or break intimacy as needed. And those five things, when you do those, you are going to feel so powerful. All five of those things are 100% in your control and they are 100% things that you can lean on even when you feel less than. We've all had times in our life when we just feel broken, when we feel used, when we feel stepped on, and when we feel last place, when we feel like no one's noticing us. And these are things that you can implement every single day. And honestly, you should you should implement every single day just as a great practice even when you're not in a hurting season so that you have a great game plan and already habitual strategies that your body and your mind already know how to go to when times do get tough. So I believe in you. I'm so excited for everything that you guys have coming up in your pageants, your business, your relationships, your life. And as always, make sure to follow us at Powerhouse Pageantry on Instagram and uh, join our Facebook group Pageant Winner Secrets if you're not already in it. Just search it on Facebook. And uh, we have more trainings like this, uh, free interview questions, things like that all the time to bless you and help you in your journey as a high achieving woman. Okay. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all next week. Hey, Coach Megan here. Do you want to join the number one place where pageant winners are sharing all their secrets? Then join our free Facebook group now. Inside, we'll teach you how to win your pageant interview, dominate your on-stage question, and master that pesky mindset too. It's all inside of our free Facebook group. So grab those trainings now. Just click the link below in our show notes, and we can't wait to see you there.